Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast, a show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts, the owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler who is fluent in four languages, Black Rank and Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion, and of course, 2018 Self-Defense Instructor of the Year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Franz Azar. Joined by his co-host, Omar Aswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now. Welcome to another podcast of Two Arabs and a Podcast. I'm Omar Aswad, joined today with Faraz. Faraz, how's it going today? Great, man. How you been? Good, good. Uh, a lot of uh, changes in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it kept us a little bit busy. And sorry, folks. I know every time we say we're coming back, we're still coming back. But do blame your liberal officials that they keep messing up with our businesses and stuff. But uh, we uh, we are here and we're going to be doing our best. Ever since we opened up the business and moved up our studio to where we at right now, it's just been a little bit ups and downs. But it's been on the clear, so we are fine. And by the way, I just want to make the record straight before a lot of people get triggered. We are a show that triggers a lot of people on every end because basically we don't give a shit. Lately, uh, some people that follow us on social media have a little bit been surprised. Some people said there's a shift of attitude in us, and I think it's uh, from our fellow Democrats. It is. Yeah, they're kind of shocked. They say, what's wrong with you guys? And did you turn with Trump? I'm like, I don't know what is the story about turning or not. But the thing is, we always claimed we look at both sides as as morons and we're independent and we vote who we want. But what actually bothers me, and I know I'm just shooting really fast right now because I want to clear this out. The weird assumption that people see us being Arab Americans, that we are automatic uh, with the Democratic Party. It is a, a weird assumption. Yes. Here's the thing. Uh, you said it perfectly. Uh, we, we're we're independent. We're not mm-hmm. with one side. We're not like, oh, I vote Republican every single time. I don't vote Democrat every single time. We vote based on best interest at the specific time exactly. and for the best person who's executing our best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that changes. That shifts. Um, a lot of Arabs voted for Obama in 2000 in the elections. Oh, yeah. Uh, now a lot of the same Arabs are voting for Trump. Yep. So they're not exactly shifting party lines because they were never... Ho- party uh, uh, hardened mm-hmm. that they're all 100% Republican. No, they're independent that vote based Actually, on... Actually, I think the Arab Americans have voted on both Obama's election, hasn't it? They have, yeah. yeah I so think they're very pro-Obama, yeah. but in the, in the Trump elections, they voted very pro-Trump, yeah. and just I just got back from Detroit, actually, and mm-hmm. it was surprising to see a, a biggest Arab community yeah, in the United States, the pictures. I was and a lot of Trump flags, a lot of Trump support, a lot of uh, Arab Americans are leaning towards electing Trump in 2020. Um, and it's not because, again, they're Republican. It's because he executed best interest for the community specifically. And he has actually been very involved in the Arab community. We uh, He just hired or uh, elected, not elected, but he put in place uh, an Iraqi judge, a female judge mm-hmm. for the f- first female Iraqi judge and the media on a federal level. This. No, it's not covered. Zero mention. Uh, 
And he's been very responding to actually to Arab needs. So, for example, when he came in, he started deporting a lot of the Arabs uh, in the United States who have criminal records. And he met up with the Arab, the Arab community and they were like, hey, man, you can't do that because a lot of these guys are going back to countries like Iraq. They will get killed. And he actually put put a hold on all deportation. So he's very responsive to the community and community needs of his the people who are voting for him or the United citizens, the American citizens in general. So he was very responsive in terms of that. He just didn't make a policy and just went through with it. Mm-hmm. But the media didn't cover that he met up with the Arab community and actually saw that, hey, this policy might not exactly work for the Arabs. And he put in place a hold for all deportation from specific countries like Iraq and Syria. Yeah. So now he can't get deported. Because a lot of us have our records from coming from those countries because people don't understand. And this is going to be a big topic we're covering about this episode because our episode basically is talking about the biggest um, change in history is the Middle East peace. But before we get that, a lot of it come from records because we came from countries of oppression. So in their eyes, if we spoke against things, we're automatically criminals. Exactly. And if you guys know anything about the fucking law of immigration, which 98% of this country doesn't know shit. And I'm a little bit heated because of the past, literally since this uh, stupid pandemic, there's one party showed its ass. And it's a certain the people of it. And it is the democratic side. And I'm going to say this, and I don't care if they get mad or any of our fans. I'm sorry to tell you the truth, but the truth is the truth is. And the problem is with you people, and I'll say you people, you are very one-sided and don't sit and see the other sides. And I like when they claim they're the party against oppression. They're the party against racism. They're the party. But literally, I remember, and I kept repeating this, we will never forget what this country has done to us post 9-11. Exactly. And did, did uh, let me be honest with you, Omar. Did we see any outcries or justice to stand for us out of Americans during that time? Or when no, they threw us and they busted our homes and treated us all like terrorists? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot. Other Arab community is not exactly. It's been very oppressed in the United States oh, yeah. since 9-11. And obviously 9-11 doesn't represent the millions of Arab that live in the United States. Yes. Um, not all Arabs are Muslims, by the way, and not all Muslims are terrorists. So the, you judge basically an entire population of people based on religion, based on based on certain six people or seven people. Mm-hmm. And you judge an entire religion, entire country, entire people that live here. These are your neighbors. These are not terrorists in Al-Qaeda that just joined yesterday. They're you're literally your neighbors, your gas station owners, your gym owners, your your you know working for comp- different companies. They're they're literally living in your communities, and you're judging them based on actions of six seven people. Uh, obviously, that's false, and you can't do that. Uh, but I think the the piece in the Middle East is. Uh, Time shifting, honestly. Uh, this is, uh, well, uh, there's a lot of people like us knew this was happening. Of course, here it came to a shock and they were like, huh? And they don't know, you know, because they're so detached. They're all focused on COVID because, you know, that's supposed to get to be killing us right now. So anyway, <laughs> are we putting our mask while we're doing this? Yeah, podcast? we have a mask right now, by okay, the way, guys. So yeah, uh, we got, we got this filter don't get on the mic. <laughs> and before, you know, Mayor Lucas come on us, King Lucas. <laughs> that, that needs a whole episode. By the way, before we go, did, he didn't respond to our impact. No, I invited him multiple times to uh, come on the podcast and defend himself. Yeah. And I made it very clear we're, we're minority business owners in Kansas City, and we would love to have him and, and share his views with us. Yeah. And he- He you blocked know, you on Instagram. He now. blocked me on Instagram, and that's going on a legal case right now. But beside that, he yeah. he basically rejected the invite and said, I'm good. So uh, on to the mission we're on. So this, um, when I say we knew about it, and big credits has to be given first. Um, Prince MBS, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia, has been been very aggressive and vocal about changing the atmosphere of the Gulf in the Middle East. And a lot of people don't understand in this country. I got to explain to you some things so you guys understand. First of all, 
people call us Middle Easterners like it's a continent. We are in the continent of Asia. So if we're going to say we're Asians, they're like, what? Because, you know, they think Asians, everybody with eyes different and skin color. Exactly. You know how that is here. <laughs> so to look at the Middle East region, the Gulf is basically what you got. United Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar. Of course, we got Iran. We don't claim it, um, unfortunately. And who else we got in the Gulf? Iraq. Iraq, of course, yeah. the bigger one. Kuwait, That's yeah, yeah, I think it's about. So anyway. MBS was very determined in helping this situation. And as a matter of fact, when he made an announcement, he's like, what have Israel done to any Arab country other than Palestine? Let, let's be, speak facts, because here's, we got the freedom fighters here, the, the social justice warriors that have known nothing about in history. And so let's let's go back slightly. Okay, let's go back and kind of set the the yeah the, the story. So how the conflict started in 1948 mm -hmm. when Israel was established as a country. Yeah, um, a lot of the new modern Arabs have a conflict that hey the borders was drawn by the British. Yes, but if you go slightly back further, um, actually 90% of the Arab countries, including Iraq, what their borders was drawn by the British in Sykes Picot's treaty. Isn't that like half of the world? Yeah. Yeah, so Sykes Pico Treaty, basically the yeah. British and the French sat around and drew maps of the entire Middle East. So they did that in the 1920s, and 20 years later they decided to draw the map for Israel. Yeah. So it's really, if you have a problem with them drawing the map in 1948, then why don't you have a problem with them drawing the map in 1920s for Iraq? Mm -hmm. Then Iraq map is wrong then, or you know Kuwait's map well, is like wrong. India and Kashmir? On India, or Remember all these countries. Kashmir and Pakistan, yeah, all exactly. those so, so the map was drawn by the same people who did it in 1920s, but majority of people don't have problems with the current maps of the other Arab countries, but they have a problem with Israel. And the conflict started, a lot of Arab countries kind of joined the, the hype yes. in terms of conflict that didn't really involve them per se, but they took it as, hey, we have a, a nationalist conflict and uh, took it declaring war against Israel. And a lot of countries and don't recognize Israel, don't uh, have issues with Israel, give back more history. A lot of the Arab leadership that came in the time, uh, like Saddam Hussein in, in Iraq and, and uh, Mubarak in Egypt, and a lot of these leaders are nationalist. So by default, they were not Islamists. Well, even the founder of Saudi Arabia, King Abdulaziz, exactly. the so first thing he did was announce about that. Exactly. Part. So they're very nationalistic leaders. They're not exactly religious, by the way, mm -hmm. for the furthest thing away from religion, but they were very nationalistic. And due to their nationalistic, they took it upon themselves to kind of declare war on Israel. Time is changing where Saudi Arabia is well, speaking up and saying, hey. something also, because this is, this is what bothers me personally. By the way, to the crowd, I so you understand, I come from a, a Jewish background. How is that? <laughs> My father's Saudi Arabian. And, uh, you know, but my grandmother from my mom's side is Jewish. She's a Yugoslavian originally. That you know, her family immigrated to, to Austria, and of course, when the Holocaust saw my grandma is a Holocaust survivor. So I have a foot in both sides here. Um, and I'm gonna get to that before we jump because uh, I told you about this uh, dumbass hipster called me Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't agree with Antifa, and I was like, Do you understand that my grandma is Jew? No, that's but, a title. Get the yeah, around. So we'll get to that. So the problem is here where we're trying to also introduce. So I agree with you about the nationalism, but you see the game they play that's not the religion in. So for some reason, the Islamic religion switched that if you deal with the Jews, it is against uh, exactly. a religion, which is false. Because I will go to the founder of the religion, the prophet himself, Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him. What he said, and this was, I got suspended, by the way, for school for this question. I'm going to tell you this, you're going to laugh. When I was in Saudi Arabia, where, and what's funny, it was a Palestinian religious teacher. 
<laughs> see the smile yeah. on your face. Because we got to explain to the crowd why we have issues with Palestine. Not all Palestinians are bad, so don't get triggered right here. But I'll explain to you the fanaticism from some of their crowd. So in uh, we were in a religious class, and he was going against uh, that uh, the end of time will come. And if we're in a fight, the tree will tell the Muslim, Muslim, there's a Jew here hiding. And I'm like, I looked at him. First of all, I got troubled because my grandma is a Jew. So that bothered me. What personally. kind of bullshit is that? I know the tree is gonna talk to us. By yeah. the way, I'm just gonna say, "There's a Jew here. Come get him." The fuck. So I looked. I was like, uh, "Teacher, Ustaz," and I raised my hand up. We say "Ustaz" in Arabic, so we're trying to educate our crowd here to speak a little bit Arabic. I hope so because that's the future for you guys. So anyway, I said, "Didn't the Prophet Muhammad said when you travel, seek two certain people?" And he just stared at me. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Didn't he say eat with the Jew because they eat kosher?" and find shelter at a Christian home because they pray at night. And he said, yeah, that's correct. So I was like, how am I gonna eat with the Jew and kill him? I got suspended and kicked out. Turns out from a nationalistic point, and it turned out to religious. It turned out to a very religious mission that basically took Islam and said it, it's a Muslim's duty to basically not recognize Israel and fight against Israel. Yeah. And to the point that a countries that had a slight problem with religion taking over. Like Iraq, for example, Saddam was very nationalistic. He was, yeah. And he was very supportive of Palestine. Yep. But in the same time, he took kind of offense to religion taking over in the 80s. And actually, they start fucking with Iraqi officials. Uh, they tried to assassinate my dad, by the way, mm. the Palestinians, uh, uh, Hamas. They sent a guy to blow up the embassy. And he had cold feet and didn't do it, luckily. But they start killing Iraqi officials because Iraq had a My problem. My dad during that time also in Saudi, he was a writer. And we didn't have emails. We had fax. So his office fax would beep because he was a writer and he would write against this. Yeah. And he was always writing as a uh, Saudi nationalist, but he's standing against his bullshit. And dude, it's crazy to be a nine-year-old and I get a fax from these terrorists, by the way, we lived with them, we've been around them before they came here and blew up 9-11. We went through this, because a lot of people, they think these terrorists didn't kill their own kind. No, They, they were killing more. us more than they killed yeah. uh, Westerners. Yeah. And me as a kid, pulling the facts, reading in details what they're gonna do to my dad. And Omar, I will tell you, you know how horrific it is? They were talking about raping my mom in front of him. These are Muslims, by the way, because of his saying that what Palestinians are doing is wrong. And we have to recognize Israel back then. Conflict took a shift. A lot of Americans don't realize terrorism affected Arabs more than it affected Americans. More exactly. Arabs have been killed, more Muslims have been killed mm -hmm. by uh, Al-Qaeda and ISIS than uh, foreigners. Al-Qaeda have done terrible things all over the, the world. And so other, other- And then you have the Mujahideen. Yeah, you have the you have the uh, Hassan Nasrallah's group in, yep. in Lebanon. Yep. He has killed more Lebanese people than Israelis. Yeah, uh, and then you have Hamas. Part, yes. uh, Hamas, by the way, have killed more Palestinians than Israelis. Yes. Uh, uh, the founder of Hamas, Mus'ab, uh, uh, Sheikh Hassan Youssef, mm. his son is in America. And he himself said he, he was born into Hamas. His dad is the founder of Hamas. He said, we, meaning Hamas, have killed more Palestinians than actual Israelis. And he said that himself. So it shows you that the conflict, and now it's a time shifting because 60, 70 year old conflict, all of a sudden you have Middle Eastern countries like Saudi Arabia, Emirates and yep. others having open relationships yep. with Israel, recognizing it and saying, hold on a second. Why the fuck do we have a problem in the first place? What, what we don't have a problem. No, we don't. I mean, uh, and, and a lot of people don't understand we are so similar. We are all Middle Easterners. Exactly. I well, mean, you've met my best friend Sam. Sam. Exactly. What? What? Uh, yesterday, I was talking to a, a person, 
And he kept arguing that Israel, Palestine belongs to- Is that in your face or social media? No, social media, of course. course. He said, of course, that that, that region belongs to the Arabs. And I said, yeah, I agree 100% belongs to Arabs. But the Jews are Arabs. Our original Jews, the the founder Jews, were Arabs. Moses was Arab. All these prophets- Judaism was before Islam. Exactly. And it was Arab. They were in that region to begin with. So they were not, you know, French and they came here and and lived. No, no, the original Jews were Arabs. So by default, when you say, yeah, this land belongs to Arabs, yeah, it belongs to Arabs, but Jewish Arabs. Arabs, not Muslim Arabs. See, the, what bothers me personally with this rhetoric, how it doesn't make sense. Aren't we supposed to respect all prophets? Exactly. Okay, so Moses, what is Moses? Musa, I didn't say Yeah, exactly. What he's is Arab. He's Arab. Okay, but, but isn't he the, the father of Judaism? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so how do you want to kill Jews and this is uh, basically, they are his kids. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it, these are his people. It's just, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, let's not get excited because we're kind of wired up today with all the coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's been a minute. Um, so guys, this is really an amazing big deal. You do not understand how we are so happy, so happy for this is the biggest peace deal that will bring among a lot of great things. And this is a beginning of a prosperous Middle East. MBS himself said, 2030, he keeps repeating that number, and I'm telling you guys, remember this, 2030, the Middle East is gonna be the rise of everything. And everybody back in the day, what is it, 10 years ago, learn Chinese, learn Chinese because business? No, I would say learn Arabic now. This is important, and even Hebrew. With this now. No, exactly. This, um, uh, my brother tell me, because uh, Rayan, you know, he's opening uh, another fr- uh, restaurant down there, and he's down there in Dubai. He said, now they have, uh, uh, they're opening, uh, 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 people say, Shalom when they meet you, and there's celebration, there's billboards, there's commercials in Arabic telling people, come to Tel Aviv. Yeah. And they are excited. I mean, I've never seen such joy and happiness. It's over by now. The people realize it's not really exactly a conflict. The conflict has been gone for way, way too long. Yes, a lot of bloodshed. And a lot of bloodshed on both sides. People are asking, why isn't there, why can't you have coexistence? And then you see things like Hamas, for example, uh, representing of part of the Palestinian people. And they're talking about, we don't want to coexist. We want to throw the Jews in the the Red Sea and take over the entire country. very fanatic Islamist uh, group, by the way. Um, and they, they kind of follow the footsteps of Iran and Hezbollah. So you have people like that. You have the PLO on the other side, more of, you know, nationalistic side, more reasonable, I would say. They, like uh, Yasser Arafat's people, and they've been kind of talking about, hey, let's coexist. Yasser Arafat wanted that back in the day. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. And okay. he got I'm accused. Surprised. He did, and he actually got accused of being uh, a sellout and uh, and hated by a lot of a lot of Palestinians actually don't mm. like Yasser Arafat because he wanted to have coexistence. Yeah. And, and people realize, like, I'm going to read you a quote from Hassan Yusuf, Mus'ab Hassan Yusuf. His father is the founder of Hamas. I mentioned him. He said something. He said, Hamas, for example, they're using civilian lives. They're using children. They're using the suffering of people every day to achieve their goals. And what? And this is what I hate. They're using people's suffrage to make money. It's not exactly about <laughs> Sounds familiar, right? Exactly. So what they're doing is, and you and, and it makes sense. Look at these, these different groups of Palestinian leaders. You have Hamas and all their founders or leaders they're billionaires and millionaires. And you're like, wow, a country that's suffering. How come your leadership on millionaires? Mm-hmm. You have people starving. Why are they millionaires? And they're using people's suffrage. Um, if you start looking at the, in the news coverage, and I put that on multiple times on my social media, they specifically use kids on front lines. So when a kid gets killed, they can use that images to raise more money and to kind of get public support. But the question that nobody asks, why the fuck is this child on the border throwing rocks at an Israeli soldier? Why is this child on the front lines in the beginning? You wouldn't send your child to the front lines. Yeah. So why why is that child in front lines? Why isn't he sitting in school? Yeah. Um, and they they keep there's a lot of uh, 
I say propaganda from the Palestinian side. They've been successful in infiltrating the American media and taking that sympathy from the Democrat side. Yeah, and this is what I want to talk about because it's it's really effective still till now. It is. bullshit because I, I am one of the people standing against Kim. Um, I thought they were for us. They're not. No. I, I, I see what they're doing. No, no. They're, they're using Very American media. Very pro-Palestinian. Uh, without even rhetoric. thinking about it. Without nope. even thinking about why you're supporting certain things. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the thing is, for which, which I have a tr- trouble with, okay? I'm neither side. I'm independent. But when you have Democrats standing and saying they support Hamas, uh, uh, basically they're the equivalent of Al-Qaeda. They are fighting and killing people in the name of Islam. They want to enforce Sharia law on everybody. Yeah. I'm talking about Sharia law, like Afghanistan style. And they believe in killing Jews because they're Jewish, not because of anything with Israel. They want to kill all Jews, even the guy living in New York. And you have Democrats. Oh, very anti-gay, by the way. Racist as I well. I was going to jump on that because I had a, a gay guy attack me about my theory. And I was like, you know, this is interesting. You are from the LGBT. And he's like, yeah. I was like, do you know if you went right now to any of these Hamas people, they'll fucking stone you to death? Exactly. You stupid fuck. But yet you're supporting this organization. Why would you stand with an organization that stands for every, everything against what you believe in? They're, they're, they're basically anti-woman, anti-gay, uh, racist as fuck towards everybody. And they, they want to enforce their religious fanatic beliefs and kill in that name. But yet you have Democrats supporting them. You have MSNBC uh, cheering on Hamas and saying, yes, yes, they're representative of the Palestinian people. They they keep taking all these pictures from a Jazeera and recycling it of kids. Oh, poor child got killed. Well, why don't we show 10 minutes prior to that what the child was doing? He was riding a Hamas truck with an AK-47 going towards the border. So yes, what do you expect him to ha- what what do you expect the ha- child happen? The Israeli soldiers are not going to be Doctor Phil and be like, let's talk about how, why you have an AK forty seven. Well, you're going to blow yourself in front of me. Let's exactly. talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Let's you know bring you a psychologist. No, there it's a war. You shoot at somebody, you get shot back. Mm-hmm. It's, it happens in Iraq. Al Qaeda use kids. Happens in Africa with the African uh, uh, soldier, the kids soldiers. Yes. So it happens. All Somalia, over. Somalia happens, but nobody says, hey, why is kids getting killed? They're soldiers and they get treated as such. The only people that do that is Hamas and they keep repeating all their kids yep. yes I understand their kids but why they were there in the first place see to me it became personal right now to real personal to me if you notice I'm this is really what fired us to do this uh, podcast right now and get that fire back when the peace treaty have been announced and uh, Emirat represented by Hamas and Bahrain with uh, uh, Netanyahu signed it have you noticed the Democrats go hush. And of course, the speaker, Nancy Pelosi, goes, this, uh, what, what did she uh, say? Uh, this is uh, President Trump doing all these peace deals now as a distraction or something? Distraction. I was like, how is it? I mean, the timing of it. How is that a Distra- distraction? distraction? You should be happy for dist- the biggest peace. How is it a distraction? Distraction or not, every single fucking president in this country tried to do a peace treaty. And failed. And failed. Yes. Including Bush, including Trump, uh, yeah. including Obama, yes. including Democrat and Republican. Yeah. They all failed. Yep. And you have a president that's success- succeeding in doing that. I don't give a fuck if he's Republican or Democrat. I don't care if he's orange, black, white, or brown. What I do give a fuck about is he is actually making peace in a in a region that's been in conflict for seventy years. Why are we why are we why are we mad about that? Yeah. Why do we have a problem over that? Doesn't matter. He could be the worst person on earth, but if he's actually achieving peace in a region, shouldn't we celebrate that part? We can still say he's a bad person in other aspects, but why, shouldn't we celebrate his success in that aspect? We should. But the Democrats don't want to give him credit at all. The the media doesn't want to cover how 
important it is to have countries like Bahrain and Emirates openly open relationships with Israel. Uh, basically, they're take, doing it as the footsteps. I'm sure other countries, Saudi Arabia and Iraq, are going to follow very soon. Um, Iraq people, people of Saudi Arabia. is what is the driving force, but you know, is, but a lot of people don't understand. It is a big country and... MBS has his hands full with cleaning it. I mean, come on, man. Look what the dude have uh, accomplished. By the way, in the Democrats, they're calling him a killer because he got rid of that piece of shit, Khashoggi, by the way. And uh, Kamala Harris, or whatever her name is, comes up and she said that we took bribes to let that guy get away. I was like, do you understand Khashoggi? Who is he? Of course, you know, they have to play the whole game. He's an American citizen. Blah, 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 he's blah. not even a citizen, by the way. Oh, he's not? He's a green card holder. <laughs> okay. He's good. not a citizen. All right, we have to fight for on no. our own, by the way. They, no. Now they care. No, exactly. Second of all, which, which kind of blows my mind. Democrats are willing to defend a terrorist if it means saying fuck you to the Republicans. That's exactly what it is. Yes. They're basically, that guy was a terrorist. He, his family sells, sells weapons. They're very connected to Bin Laden. Bin Laden has it's close ties with the them. Beginning. We all know the Khashoggi family. It's very known. Black market weapon dealers. But that's been known for 30, 40 years now. That's nothing new. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a known terrorist gets killed, a weapon dealer. And the, uh, the Democrats are like, oh no, he was a great guy. What a great, you're going to defend <laughs> Bin Laden next. So if Bin Laden was killed by Trump, they would have defended Bin Laden. They would have been like, no, he was a great man. He was a religious man. We were happy when Obama did it. Exactly. Exactly. We we I would celebrate. It yeah. doesn't matter who Thank it is. Thank you, President Obama, for doing it. Get that son of a bitch out. Exactly. So, so what, they keep standing against peace just because they don't they don't like Trump. Yep. And, and, and they do that in a lot of policies. Like they've been shutting down with Corona, and we oh. talked about this. They've been shutting oh. down cities, literally just to say "fuck you" to Trump and kind of make him look like a failure. I mean, let's look at it. Even though we want to save it for a different podcast, but let's speak numbers and facts. What are the states now that are suffering? Exactly, they're all they are, The city and states are run by a, a, a liberal a, a Democrat official. Exactly. And this is why when people are like, what the hell is wrong with your tone? I am speaking of numbers. I am speaking of facts. This is not conspiracy theory. It's not. Why you guys are doing this? Look at California. Exactly. A lot of business is moving to Texas. And this asshole Newsom or whatever the fuck he is, uh, it's funny. He shut down all the wineries, but not his. No. And then when did you see about the mansion that he's gifted by the Chinese? No. Suddenly the Chinese are good. And here's another thing to these hypocrites. So I was mad when I found out and I boycotted after I paid almost 40 bucks for this shit movie, Mulan. And then I found out Disney gave thanks. And you know where they filmed it? They filmed it in the exact city where they're killing all the Muslims in China. Exactly. But suddenly there's no, the liberals didn't get triggered. They all watched Mulan. They're all for peace and that, but nobody stood against that. Right? No, exactly. You are not standing against China for what they're doing to the Muslims. By the way, they're killing even African Muslims there. People think there's no Africans there. I was like, yes, there no, is. No, there is. So isn't that terrible? Yeah. But no, of course. Fuck it. Let's go stand by the wrong. And because the president did this, so we're going to go against it. Because he hates China. So no, China's better. No, no, exactly. But I think in terms of uh, implications to the world, um, in terms of why the peace is important. First of all, it's not really just about war. Oh, no. But you have, you have Israel is a very advanced country in terms of their innovation and their entrepreneurship. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, um, their leader in developing even weapons for the U.S. military, medical equipment. They're the number one in medical research, yes. um, cancer research, a lot of disease control, and just innovation in general. And then you have other countries, the Gulf region essentially, very rich, very uh, uh, has a lot of oil, has a lot of also innovation. Yeah. So now, and they're neighbors. Yes. Now a peace treaty between Emirates, a country that's rich and wants to be the number one and always be a step ahead, and Israel that wants to do the same thing, is going to only lead to a better world. Yeah. Not only for the region, but for the world, because now they can spend more money to give to researchers to develop more things and possibly find 
cures the diseases or technology that helps the world. It's not only going to help Israel and Emirates, but when Emirates has the money and Israel has the brain, they can work together to develop and, and bring new things to the world. Think about the peace that's going to happen now. When Saudi Arabia, remember when uh, MBS made it official that anybody's not standing by Iraq, you're not going to get our, our stand by you. Iraq is bleeding. Ever since the stupid war that America committed in there and took out Saddam, look at the bleeding that's happening. But this is a good thing now with Israel and all that. And if the focus of peace to rebuild, this is going to be an amazing thing. The no. innovations that are going to come from no. down there. Exactly. And it's going to be a, a focus of even the people. Yes. Um, for too long, people been propaganda, uh, like in Iraq under Saddam, there was Jaysh al-Qudus, the army of, uh, of Jerusalem, oh God, and, and training to this and that. And, and and all this propaganda in the country to prep to fight the Israelis. Now that propaganda is gone, yep. people can actually fucking focus on building their own country. Yep. People can focus on, on doing all these things. By the way, uh, here's the funny thing, by the way. Uh, a lot of Palestinians celebrate Saddam shot 39 rockets against Israel. Uh, you know how many people died in these 39 rockets? Mm. Three. No, no, I'm not joking. This is actual statistics. One person died out of a heart attack from the sirens. She was old. One person got hit by a car running to shelter. And the third person actually got hit with Sharpno. Three people out of 39 rockets. Uh, so that's a... I would be embarrassed to say these numbers. Uh, if they shot bull 39 bullets, more people will get killed. Um, and Palestinians want to continue celebrating that. Yeah. And, and it's like, why do you want to celebrate the death of innocent people? Uh, you're shooting rockets into Israel. You're not shooting into military bases. Speaking of uh, fanatics, uh, I'm going to read to you a DM I had in my Instagram from this asshole. So I made a video, and you saw it, when I said, I am beyond pissed and the Democratic Party will never, ever get my... So, and I made that announcement. Yeah. Because I seen how they stood against this peace treaty. I do not care about your inside uh, politics. We know you all, both sides are shit and playing games. But the Middle East is dear to me. This is my homeland. This is my blood. And I am not like these turncoats. I will stand against my own. And remember how me and you talked about yeah. when shit hit the fan, who, who is there for you? Exactly. It's your own fucking people. And when I saw how the Democrats turned their backs, first of all, how they did this, and then what they did now with this whole peace treaty. So I said, this dude goes on, and I'm going to read a sample. I can't believe this garbage that you're spewing on us. I've been a fan of yours, and I'm not anymore. You are siding with a fascist Nazi. I don't know where did I say I'm with Nazis at fascism, by the way. This asshole doesn't know that my grandma is Jew. By the way, fascism and Nazism are two different things. They were uh, at war. But you know, these they, idiots. Italian fascism went to war against the German Nazis, by the way. They're not even the same shit. <laughs> Just FYI, Americans are retarded uh, okay. in that aspect. Yeah, you know, you may, Omar, you're the intellectual. You have to fix these issues for them. I'm just reading what this retard is saying to me. Did I say that? <laughs> retard. Trigger out. warning. I hope somebody gets a stroke out of this. But anyway, um, this guy goes on and on. And man, I got blabber. So... Here's one is like, I hope that you'll eat your words and eat shit. How do I eat my words and eat shit? So I don't know how you can put these two words together. <laughs> the dude went like three pages long going off and explaining to me how Trump is wrong. Now, all I said is I am upset at the Democratic Party and I congratulate the president on everybody else for doing the best thing out of there for us. And here's the thing. And then he talks about oppression. Ladies and gentlemen, to every fan out there, and I'm just gonna tell you, you fucking Americans don't know what is oppression. <laughs> no. Try living in this is oppression. But shout out, I said I lived in these countries. Yeah. Yeah, and they talk about oppression. No, but but here's the thing: um, American media, Americans in general, are not educated about world issues. Mm -mm. Uh, 
generally speaking, the media is not really covering um, the news in the Middle East, which has great impact even on the United States and economy of the United States. And third, they don't exactly care as long as it's the other opposite political party, they will stand against it, even mm. if it's great things. If if Trump cured cancer, they would have a problem with, with curing cancer. They'd be like, no, we need it for, you know, population control. We have to have people die. So it's really standing against something just because you don't like the person, which is really crappy mentality. Yeah, it is very crappy mentality. Crappy mentality. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people have came out against these peace treaties. A lot of Palestinians have been offended. And... Honestly, and they live here. Yeah, and they live the here. And, and they're racist as shit, man, against their own here. Here's here's the trigger warning, okay? Palestinians, you might want to uh, not listen. You might get offended. But here's the thing. A lot of these people who are coming against uh, this peace treaty are ignorant. Ignorant about their own cause. Ignorant about their own issue. Um, what's the solution? I ask Palestinians, what's the solution? You don't want a two-state solution. You don't want to build a country. So you want to continue basically begging for money from well, countries. You know, this is what happened. Did you see the trap MBS did to them? Yeah. Uh, so it freaked the hell out of everybody. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got... So he offered them... This is how Saudi Arabia figured out and stopped. Uh, because Saudi Arabia get billions and billions in dollars. Not yeah. real. In dollars to support Palestine. <laughs> so he said, all right, we have a deal. We got you a piece of land in uh, Egypt. Saudi Arabia will cover you until you get a sovereign government of mm -hmm. your own and move your people there. Yes. They rejected it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they're fighting about this little spot here. Yes. And they said, you guys don't want peace. You don't oh. want to live. We're not supporting they wanna, Here's the thing. Peace is, does not pay the bills. Conflict does. When you continue saying we need money, uh, give us money because we're fighting the Israelis. Give us money because we're doing this. You continue basically milking the cow. Yes. Um, I, I keep mentioning this guy, Musab, because I'm a big fan of him. He's Palestinian who came out and kind of exposed Hamas. He has a book, by the way. I don't know if you read it. No, I don't. I'll link it. I'll give you yeah, the Yeah, when you put it in the um, post as well. Yeah. Great book to read, by the way. Um, but he said something. He said, even if Palestinians actually achieve peace, Theoretically speaking, all the Jews go jump in the fucking Red Sea and kill themselves. And now they just hand everything to the Palestinians. Well, Palestinians are going to continue to fight because you have the PLO, who's socialist, and you have Hamas, which is religious, who's going to be the leader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then once one side takes over, if Hamas takes over, they're going to continue fighting on who's not wearing hijab and who's not, uh, you know, women can't uh, stand outside in the street and breathe air without her husband. Yeah. And they're going to do this fanatic shit and they're going to be killing Sunnis and Shiites and they're going to continue fighting. Yeah. So really, they don't want peace. They want to just to fight. And, and think about it, which made really good sense. He said his dad is a warlord. He's known nothing in his life except be a warlord. Yep. He's a military general, essentially. Why the fuck would a military general want to retire? Peace means you go sit at home and be irrelevant. Yeah. And in times of peace, generals are basically just nothing but they look good in TV shows. And talk about war. And, yeah, 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 exactly. But, but they're significant and important and people look up to them and respect them during a war. Right now, we don't hear about General Petraeus. We don't hear about a lot of American generals, for example. Yeah. Why we're not at war? In terms of war, you hear them, and there's a lot of highlight on them. So, if you're a general, it's your best interest to be continue to be at war. Otherwise, you're not going to make money, and you're going to sit at home with no authority. Right now, the Hamas has authority because they're warlords and they're running the war essentially. Yeah. But if there's peace, what are they going to do? They, they they have no career. They have Eventually no job. They feel irrelevant. They, but they have never had education or career to begin with. That's all they have done. So they'll be like, "What am I supposed to go? Go push carts at Walmart? Like, what am I going to do now?" Mm. So they have to continue basically having a conflict to continue milking it. And and here's the thing I've, um, which I have a problem with in terms of Palestinians. First of all, the Quran mentioned in terms of Quran. I'm not religious at all, but the Quran itself mentions Israel 
dozens of times, doesn't even mention the word Palestine at all. No, it never existed. Uh, in terms of Arabic history, uh, Babylon was built by Jewish slaves, by the, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar took the Jewish slaves and walked them to Babylon to build the Babylon. So you're telling me that there was actual Jews there. Uh, Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad mentions, yeah. mentions the Jewish tribes and actually had conflict with they them. They protected them against the Arabs that went after him. Exactly. When he, when he left uh, the Hijra from Mecca. Exactly. That? So you have a lot of, a lot of uh, tribes. Yeah. You have mentions. It's, so it continues to mention. There's multiple phrases in the Quran. And even it says in the Quran, and I think this will uh, get these guys explode again, but when they say they are the chosen one, Shabullah Mukhtar. Exactly. They are. It's, it's written in Arabic in the Quran. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. I say to Palestinians, well, so now that we established that the Jews were living there for hundreds of years, mm. any other country in the Middle East, any other country, pick up uh, Kuwait, uh, you can have small country, but you can have family trees that goes back 2,000 years. Yeah. That means they can show and prove that they live there and do that. And the Jews, by the way, do that too. The Jews has tribes and they can go back 2,000 years. But I have yet to find a Palestinian that can go more than 100 years backwards and prove that they live there. Because Palestinians, in my theory, are actually, they never fucking live there. Palestinians are basically people that came from different countries like Syria, Iraq, Jordan, Egypt, and all these countries that migrated to Israel for work opportunities or farming or whatever and lived there. So they lived there for two, 300 years and then the Israeli conflict happened. But really, did they live there before that? No, because why? Otherwise, why can't they show us and say, "Here's my family tree; it goes backwards two hundred years." Yeah, you can show us three three generations. I can. I have my family tree, and I can go back, you know, all the way to two thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. So why can't a Palestinian do the same? It kind of defeats the theory that this was their original land. When the Quran is mentioning it, the Bible is mentioning it, the Torah is mentioning it, the Old Testament is mentioning it, and all three religions are mentioning it. And then you have historicals mentioning it. You have historical significance of wars and different conflicts that mentions the Israel, the Jews. And the word Beni Israel is mentioned hundreds of times, but Palestinians is not. Yeah. So really, Palestinian never existed. Uh, there was, and second of all, in terms of modern history, when the British decided to draw the borders, there was never mention of the word Palestine. So Palestine never existed as a country. There was never a formal recognition of the country, Palestine. Yeah. So there was never. And Palestinian, by the way, is still not recognized in the UN. They have a chair in the UN, but they're an observer, which uh, they have. I, I never knew that. Uh, I love it because my dad used to go to the UN. Yeah. And basically the Palestinians have as much right in the UN as CNN in the UN. They're basically an observer. They have wow. no right to talk. They basically, the only time they talk is if another country allows them to use their time. Mm. So a lot of times Iraq will be like, hey, we'll dedicate our time for Palestinians to speak. But they don't even have the right to speak, um, which is which is good because they don't uh, – the people in the UN are from the PLO. They don't even represent the Palestinian people in Gaza because Hamas represents them. So you have people – Yeah, they got represented by Hamas. I mean, yeah, they made their own government, didn't they? They made their own government. Yeah. So you have a division like, government. That's why I wonder why there's a uh, – whatever. I mean, did they call Yasser Arafat as a president or just a movement? Where, where, where was he? No, I mean, it, it, uh, the guy is dead and there's still people are hating on him. There's still yep. people talking shit about him and and and, and don't like him. I've had uh, Palestinians in Kansas City that said Yasser Arafat is a piece of shit. Why? Wow. Oh, because you wanted a peace treaty. Well, what do you want? you have a problem with peace? You have problem with coexistence? Yeah. Shouldn't your solution – as people like here's the thing if any other country in the world if you right now in Kansas City our kids are getting killed every single day in a conflict we would want to stop the killing and find a middle ground that's common sense well the Palestinians don't want to find middle ground mm -hmm. they've been in conflict for 70 years and now they have a problem with actual peace coming through yeah why would you oppose peace like how what kind of asshole do you have to be to oppose peace yeah 
Like, really, what kind of asshole do you have to be? And, I mean, a lot of Palestinians don't want peace because, again, it goes against their personal interest. It just keeps their, like they say, you know, this was the hashtag, Laysa Qadiyati. Yeah, we say this is not anymore our case with this crap. And uh, by the way, I know I'm not switching the subject. You are aware we're going to have another fatwa against us to kill us. No, exactly. Because it already started when we had Samuel on the show. And here's what's funny, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I mean, you understand fatwa. They get their one of, what, what is it, their religious hand honcho and declare that these people should be killed for the name of the religion. So when the peace treaty had been announced, they so they put uh, um, anybody like uh, Emirates, Saudi, Bahrain, all these countries now they have a fatwa yeah. to be killed. Now Emirates are So basically if you kill them, you go to heaven. Yeah, now Emirates are considered uh, infidels, by the way. Infidels, yeah. yeah. No, and I get, I get uh, by the way, I don't think I've gone a month without, at, a month, one month, without getting messages on, I showed you earlier, yeah, on, on social media that says, uh, you're not Arab, Yep. You're the Uncle Tom of Arabs because you believe in peace treaty between two countries, by the way. Yeah. Um, you're we don't we, you don't represent us. I never said I represent anybody. So I don't know why I represent that or get death threats. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, I got a threat. I'll show up to your house and kill you and kill your family and kill your. Oh, dog. I remember that. Yeah, one. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll be and then the he claimed he's a he's a, the first Palestinian MMA fighter. Yeah. And I was like, I've like, okay. never heard of this idiot. And I was like, all right, I bet I'll be on my front porch smoking hookah waiting for you. And he never showed up. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of uh, Palestinians apparently want me dead because uh, they think that. Also got accused of working for Mossad. We work for Mossad apparently. Well, you should uh, see how I triggered him because I teach Krav Maga. Yeah, and I got told uh, that me and you work for the Mossad and where uh, Israel pays our bills. By They're the going to hate us next year when we're going to go visit Israel. Exactly. By the way, I'm still, I, I, I want to call the Israeli government. They haven't sent me a check for all this work we've been doing. We get accused of being spies, but I haven't even got a fucking There's dollar. Somebody needs to go talk to Netanyahu. Exactly. I mean, he's like, like holding off on us. If, if we're spies, then why shouldn't, why aren't we, we, we getting paid? We've been doing for a couple of years a good popular uh, message here and nobody's paid us for it, for fuck's sake. No, exactly. It's, and uh, well, for me, <laughs> business-wise, I'm excited with Nick this piece because I wanted to go overseas and start teaching, you know, the art that I do and I love. And by the way, Grandma, there's a Middle Eastern martial art for us. It is, Now yeah. finally, at least we can recognize it because every time when we do it, they're like, Oh, like my relative, my cousin that got my DVD was so happy. He's like, I'm so glad you released it now. I was like, why? He's like, I can't even talk about it back in the day. Now I'm like popular telling people this is my cousin. He's teaching this shit. Exactly. No, he, but, he's like an, uh, under the hood shit. <laughs> but, but by the way, just to kind of mention to our listeners, like the American uh, politicians, hypocrites. They're hypocrites here. Oh, yeah. Um, our, our politicians are too. Oh, yeah. uh, Turkey, for example, came out and decided that they're going to cut relationships with Emirates. And Emirates is a piece of shit for having relationships okay. with Israel. Except Turkey has actually peace treaty with Israel like 20 years ago. So they're mad at Emirates doing it, but they don't actually, they have the embassy there? They have an embassy. They have open relationships. So I'm like, dumb. you're basically telling somebody that you're mad at them for doing something you've done 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Jord a lot of Jordanians on my Instagram now have been getting triggered oh, about the peace treaty and me saying this. But Jordan had had peace treaty with Israel for the last 20 years. So why are you mad? that the Gulf is catching on yeah. and actually moving in the right direction. It doesn't make sense. It's hypocrite. Yeah, it's hypocrite. It's hypocrite. I mean, like I said, we can go on and on, but the, the, the bullet points of this, and uh, we're going to start, um, you know, we're not doing a long one here today, but we're doing this as a celebration. This is a beginning. This is a great celebration for us. And we just shot the bullet points of it. But here are what you guys, ladies and gentlemen, should take out of this. Um, first of all, again, um, I'm ex I don't need to explain myself, but when people now wondering 
Because now they're like, uh, I think we're being labeled something, the Arab Americans, because of our stance against the Democrats for some reason. Uh, I'm reading all this blabber on social media, how we are and we're turncoats and we've never been born into a party. So I don't know, because we came from countries, we had no parties. <laughs> we had a ruler <laughs> and we came here as immigrants and we practice our freedom. And you just can't come and assume and put us a lump us around that. We hate weakness. So we're not part of the shit. No, and it's, it's racist to be honest. Yeah, of course. It's racist to assume that entire population of people that come from different backgrounds, different countries, speak different languages, are all going to vote and think in the same exact way. We're not sheep. Yeah, so why, not. why are you assume that just because I'm Arab, I have to vote Democrat 100% of the time? Well, not all Arabs are the same. There's Christians, uh, there's Muslims, there's other religions. There's atheists. There's atheists. Yeah. Uh, there's all different backgrounds. There's different languages. You assume all of us are going to come to America and vote Democrat. Why? You, you, that's remember like, that's when, racist uh, as fuck. We have an identity and we have our own thinking and we can so make our mind about shit and we don't need you to. Well, remember three and a half years ago when President Trump won and somebody said, I want to apologize to all our uh, Arab Americans and they come and talk to us. I was like, what's going on with you people? Yeah. What did we do? Why are you coming saying sorry to us that we let you down? I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have any issue. We're just watching here and we're just practicing our own. But uh, as we say, you know, um, just going about this, this, this is really a great deal. And we're really happy and looking forward to this. This is just going to be an amazing, amazing beginning for this. I mean, God, how long these wars been going and this hatred? I remember uh, it was so dumb. Remember growing up, like anything happens wrong to, let's say, technology or something, they just blame the Israelis. They were, it's like a weird conspiracy theorist was going on among the Arab communities. <laughs> How they blame Israel for everything. No, no, exactly. And and by the way, the significant of the peace treaty, for example, on Emirates, Emirates had blocked websites from Israel and phone lines. Mm. And so did the Israelis. They blocked websites and from Emirates. Now it opens up. Now it opens up. Now companies from Emirates can open communicate with Israeli yes. companies to buy and share and trade. So now you're opening trade between really rich countries and Israel, very advanced country. And that is going to significantly change the Middle East role uh, in that direction. And by the way, uh, a lot of people are, are blaming Emirates, which they don't understand. Part of the deal was basically telling the Israelis that we recognize you and we'll start making peace treaties. And on return, you do not take any more land and build on it for settlers, so you stay on your current border to halt development of movement of Israeli land, which actually is good in favor of the Palestinians. Yeah. So telling basically Israel, hey, you should stop taking any more land and stay in your border, and we will work on a peace treaty to build a two-country solution while we're actually opening trade is significantly good for the Palestinians. But of course, they're not, they're not going to recognize that. Yeah, my only fear, and I don't want to be the negative, is... Um those assholes on the side that lurking to fuck this up because now security has to be very up for the Israeli citizens and the Gulf citizens yes. because when they visit each other, there's going to be a little bit of dirty games. I mean, it's not going to be, as we say in Arabic, uh, like honey and uh, do, you know, like it's going to be this easy. No, it's it's gonna really going to be a transition because of these uh, cells we got still running around because do understand now, as many people think they're focused here, no, the, the shift of terrorism now is going back home. No, exactly. It's and going it, back. It's not going to be, they're not focused on the West anymore. And also, now this is the war is going to be brought back to By death. the way, the significance of this deal is essentially, essentially, not officially, but essentially, Israel and Emirates and the rest of the Gulf is entering uh, a, a, a deal together to stand against Iran. 
Yeah, which yeah. Is a this is this is so this threat. is basically saying, hey, we're gonna hold hands together, yeah. and we're gonna up they our are the security. hub of terrorism. Hub of terrorism, and exactly, we're gonna stand up against it, and that's significant because now you're taking the biggest terroristic country in the world, Iran, out of the equation by standing together as one united Arab front with the Israelis. By the way, speaking of oppression, and sorry because you just mentioned Iran, to tell these assholes that are living here and complaining about oppression, did you see the 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 Iranian fighter? wrestler yeah. that got executed exactly because he did a peaceful protest by the way this is what oppression looks like you jackasses they're sitting around here screaming and burning down buildings and acting like you're oppressed but yet i didn't hear them go against iran have no. you noticed no no, no the media didn't they no. just made up a post about it and they went no. silent i was like really no. that doesn't bother you we're all enraged and angry about this no no exactly the october uh, revolution that started in iraq by the way um to overthrow their government uh, the religious government uh, not even a single mention from Democrats in favor of it. The only person that actually mentioned it is Trump, and he indirectly said he gives them the green light to do what he, they're doing. Mm -hmm. And in terms of oppression, these protesters not only got shot and killed during the protests, their pictures were taken by security cameras, and they were going to their house in the middle of the night, dragging them out of bed and killing them outside their houses. So not only are you getting fucked in the protests, even if you walk away safe, yeah. they're going to come to your house yeah. and take you out. Yeah. Um, but in terms of going back to this peace treaty, I think it's, it opens new potential for businesses, for development, for relationships, and Literally. also counters Thanks. the Iranian uh, oppression in the region. Terrorists uh, now are going to act because they know their time is ticking. Exactly. Israel is one of the top when it comes to combat uh, terrorism. Exactly, combating terrorism. And, and honestly, uh, by the way, for our listeners, there's a significant difference between Iranians and Persians. Yes, please. Yeah, please. Let's, let's make this so clear. Yeah. I'm, I'm very anti-Iran. Anti-Iran means against the Iranian government. Yep. But as people who are Persian, we have no problem with you at all. And we've actually, a lot of Persians are wanting the change in the government and have- My mother's family. Have a solution. Uh, my mother's family. I come from Al-Ashraf. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how to explain this to the people here, but uh, it's a different thing. She's Alawi, her last name. Yeah. And- where a lot of our guests, when they come for the pilgrimage for the Holy Mosque in Mecca, were Persians. Yeah. And I remember seeing them as kids coming in, and yeah. they bring the carpets and all that. And they, those Persians, lived the, they have a great life, but they were under the Ayatollah. Yeah. And we've always been good with this family. I mean, it's just like this country, our my family in this country. So yeah. It's not we're anti-Persians, man. No, Persians are awesome people. No, guys. but Iran party, is run very terribly, man, with these people. We want them out. We want them out of that region. They're the threat in that region. Oh, right exactly. Now. The Iran has been been spreading their. Uh, by the way, people don't understand about something about Iran, and I know we're shifting here. It's the Islamic Republic in Iran, not of Iran. Yeah, and that's significantly important because Iran does not believe in the Islamic Republic just being in Iran. It says we're going to be all over the world. So they actually want to spread their version of Islam all over the world. Mm -hmm. And that's why they basically named the country the Islamic Republic in Iran. That way it can be the Islamic Republic in Saudi Arabia, the Islamic Republic in America, the Islamic Republic in China. That's their goal. Mm. Other countries like Iraq is the Republic of Iraq, yeah. not in Iraq yeah. because it's the defiance. But Iranians have actually made that since the 70s, made it very clear that their mission is global expansion and they've done it they've expanded to Lebanon and Hezbollah they expanded to Iraq and the Iranian militias in Iraq and they've been expanding slowly and now this peace treaty is basically putting an end to it because countries are holding hands together and saying we will stand with Israelis to fight you and it's significant and by the way there's the the, the 
the Israelis have done more for the Palestinians than the Palestinian government has done for the Palestinians. Yeah, man. I mean, when it comes to uh, uh, even when they shoot them in all the fights they have, they go help them, take them to their hospitals. Yasser Arafat was treated in Israeli hospitals. Sheikh Hassan Yusuf, founder of Hamas, who stands there and says, "I want the destruction of Israel," got treated in Israel multiple times. And honestly, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I, I can be a doctor treating a terrorist. I, I, I got to the Israelis. That I want to tell you, us Arabs were petty sons of bitches. I yeah. would have killed us. I would have killed them in sleep. I would be like, you, you literally bombed me the day before, and you're yeah. here in the hospital asking yeah. me for help. That, that's, uh, they give my respect, man. I was like, they, I don't know how they can do it. They even helped uh, the Palest the Syrians, by the way. The Syrian when the revolution started, mm -hmm. they start helping a lot of the Syrian refugees with with aid. Yeah. They help a lot. But of the countries. media never covers that. They, they, Nothing in the United States gets covered by that. That's why I said to people, I was like, as much as like, oh, there are friends. The United States is no more friends with anyone. By the way, you're all sitting here. You guys think this virus is a coincidence anymore? No, no. Why the whole world shut down on you? You know what's the dumbest thing I hear? Uh, America say, well, we are, we give aid to Israel. Ah. They say America's give aid to Israel and that's a problem. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know who also gets aid? Pakistan, Afghanistan, 90% uh, of the countries in the world. Yeah, Germany Still? gets aid. It's military aid. Basically, it's money that basically gets granted yep. for these countries to buy your weapons. Exactly. So it's really not, you're, you're not giving them shit. You're basically encouraging them to buy American goods at a discount. Yep. So that's that's what it is. Iraq got an aid to buy American weapons at discount. They give them $3 billion. They end up buying $9 billion worth of shit. So basically, you're giving them $3 yep. billion discount. They're never actually taking the money. It's just giving them a coupon for $3 billion yep. to, to spend it on American goods. Uh, man, we can go on and on about this. These people are so clueless. They just fed with them. I mean, they're already busy with their whole, you know, masks and all that right now. <laughs> no, exactly. But I think um, a call for action, I would say, for the Americans, educate yourself about the conflict. Read Mus'ab has book, uh, he's very involved in the Hamas thing. Yeah. And don't listen to your media and make it a black do and white issue. Do your research, issue. man. It's so no. easy to do research now. No, exactly. Don't make it a black and white issue. If if Nancy Pelosi does something awesome, I would say Nancy Pelosi did something awesome. And this is if, how we believe things. Exactly. If Trump did something awesome, yep. I would say thank you. He did something great. If, I don't know, Obama does something good, we encourage it and we clap and say thank you. Don't make it black and white. Be like, Republicans are assholes to anything they do. They, they, they make world peace. And no, they're racist, fascist, and Nazis too, by the exactly. way. Which is contradicting. Um, so, so do your own research and don't stand against something just because of the political affiliation that. Stop being a table. sheep. Look what it did to us Arabs. Exactly. And now we're, we're stuck fighting, fighting, fighting. We had no option. We had an iron fist. You guys don't have an iron fist in this country. No, exactly. You have free will. For fuck's sake. Exactly. Do your research. You have access to information. You don't live in countries with oppression. If you lived in Iraq under Saddam Hussein, yeah, I would understand. There, was, there was no internet and there was two TV channels. Yep. Two, and they're both run by the state. Talk about <laughs> propaganda. One is run by Saddam and one we is run by Saddam. We had to sleep in Saudi Arabia when I was growing up, man. So that's, that's oppression. Now you have 50,000 channels and all this access to information, but people have less information in their mind than people living in Somalia with one channel, yeah. which doesn't make sense. You have yeah. access to more information, so you should be more educated. Yes. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back more and more now. I know we promised a lot, but we got uh, <laughs> we had a tyrant on our ass for a little minute here. But we'll talk about that the next one. But we, if anybody out there can help us, and we're reaching out, we've been trying to reach our local officials to come on here and talk about. It. We need recognition, and it's not like we're sitting in. Oh, we're an oppressed minority with that, but we're standing up. Me and Omar is like speaking about the Arab community in here, what we do, what we uh, bring. But um, it seems now they are we're not 
the center of attention. I think maybe they want something to happen for them to pay attention to us. Like we've sent America countless texts to his number that he put out yeah. and he doesn't respond. Emails and he doesn't respond. So I don't know what's going on, but hey, well, we're trying to get uh, you know out there the message that we are part of your community. And we're in here, and we run things, they're, businesses. They're, they're doing a miscalculation by the, the Democratic Party, which is going to contribute significantly to them losing votes. Because Arabs are not really openly uh, protesting or being out loud, they think that we don't have a voice or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a vote. But they don't realize we're against the, them. the majority of Arab community votes actually protest in their money. Yes. Uh, they're business owners who can manipulate the their political uh, affiliation based on money donations or you know how they vote or pushing the votes like Detroit they p- made it very clear we're interested in voting for Trump they've been donating money to Trump they're not exactly protesting they're not organizing protests they're actually protesting with their money so uh, the Democrats don't re- realize that there's so many Arabs in Kansas City and Mayor Lucas is ignoring their oh, yeah, he doesn't community. even care for our existence but 90% of the Arabs that I know in the community are business owners yep so you're actually how the fuck are you not listening to business owners in the community that are bringing jobs, creating, uh, you know, wealth in the community and, and doing well? And you're basically not listening to them? That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, whatever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed uh, um, this podcast. I'm just, uh, Umar, we're going to get some fatwas. They're going to kill us again. So <laughs> as soon as you put that up and you put, you know, the flag like you did the last time and everybody came and stopped calling us, want to kill us. So if we didn't make it to the next one, something went off. Uh, thanks. Uh, we're here. And looking forward for the next one. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors. Nutrithority. No bullshit high quality supplement. Warrior Culture Gear custom designed and hand printed apparel. Made by and for the modern warrior. Modern warrior. Warrior Fuel. Kansas City's best pre-made healthy meal delivery plan. Feed the warrior in you.